0: Hi, everyone. Uh, Welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us uh, Mr. Yash Lahoti, a founder and CEO of Women's Crick Zone, an exclusive uh, media platform for women's cricket uh, in the world. Uh, Yash is a graduate of uh, Pune Institute of of Computer Technology and had uh, worked for companies such as uh, Mojo Networks. Before starting his uh, own venture in 2018, so join me to welcome uh, Mr. Yas. Uh, hi Yash, uh, welcome to Eli.
1: Thanks a lot, Priya. Um, it's it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I've seen a lot of your uh, a lot of your shows previously, uh, and and it is definitely a source of inspiration uh, uh, to uh, to try further ourselves.
0: Thank you. Uh, yes, I would uh, request you to introduce yourself to our audience, please.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, I'm Yash. Um, I started a company called Women's Grid Zone a couple of years back. It's been, uh, it's been two and a half years of uh, success journey. Uh, we started as a website, uh, slowly moved into uh, launching our very own print come digital magazine uh, which of course is available on our website. Again, we've done a lot of video shows. We've, we've, uh, we've covered a lot of on ground events, including the t 20 world cup in Australia earlier this year. Uh, and also recently we've also launched our very own mobile app. Uh, this year itself, uh, in January, we had launched the first ever, uh, award show specifically for women's cricket. So yeah, that's what we've done till now. And yeah, the plans, are, the plans and dreams are bigger and soon we will be uh, able to achieve those.
0: Okay. Uh, yes, uh, let's uh, start uh, from the very beginning. Uh, tell us how it all uh, started. Uh, your, how did this idea came to you?
1: How it all started? Yes, I used to watch women's cricket on and off whenever it used to be on TV. Uh, say in my school days, in my college days, or something, uh, but never really uh, it stuck to my mind that okay, something like this is missing. Uh, it it never did. So uh, when the 2017 World Cup was going on, I had just started uh, with my office at Mojo Networks, uh, and at the same time, I used to follow it on Hotstar, on Star Sports, the entire tournament. And this was the first time that the ICC was actually live streaming each and every game of the women's cricket World Cup. India did well, they reached the finals. I had started with the social media handle, which soon started getting a lot of traction. And that is when I felt that, okay, there, there, there is an audience for this. There is a niche audience for this. And why don't we just start exploring that? I did explore it. Uh, I, I started then with a website, Soon we started getting a good amount of traction there, our social media handles continued, And that is when a time I thought that, okay, um, if I have to do this full time, then I have to quit my job, do this full time, try to grow the venture. And that's what I did. I uh, resigned from my job at Mojo. I started this uh, full time. I then started developing what what, what all can be done, Uh, developing a team, uh putting out different portfolios in uh to our company and that's how uh it all started so yeah it's been two and a half years but yeah it still feels day one
0: mm-hmm. okay so uh for when you quit a job uh, you need to have some uh, financial stability again uh, if you are quitting for starting a venture you need more funds uh to invest in how did you arrange uh, those things
1: Honestly speaking, uh, I never took a single rupee from my uh, parents uh, and I don't think so. That's that's completely needed because in a venture like us, uh, what was important was a website. You need a hosting provider. You need some basic necessities uh, which should be done in say 10 or 15K. uh, Should not take a lot of amount. And second is you need to whatever news is coming out. You need to either put it on your website or at least tweet it up, which is as easy as it can be for a starting stage. So you do not need, compulsorily, do not need a lot of money to start it. And uh, for for your own stability, I had uh, I had saved enough in my 13 months of job that I could at least sustain for the next two years even without uh, actually earning a salary or something. Okay. So um, when your necessities are less, I think so you uh, you have that much uh, that you can at least try to grow, uh, and yeah, f- fortunately, yes. Um, after a year when I quit my job um, and started developing the entire venture, we started also raising funds, which ultimately has helped us uh, do uh, do three editions of the magazine, do the award show, start. Uh, start to develop a team and earn out of it. So yeah, everything has helped. Okay.
0: Uh, now tell us, how did you find the right people to uh, uh, take your vision forward?
1: So right people, I think so. Uh, that's that's the uh, so more than money. Uh, uh, building building a very strong team is is the most crucial part of any business. Uh, that's, that's what I feel. And as you told, right people, uh, the first person I actually approached was uh, my co-founder siddhan Patnaik. Uh, he had just left Wisden India, which had just got closed in July 2018. I approached him. I asked him whether he would be interested. And um, because he had worked for women's cricket for more than 10 years, and he had that much knowledge. I am not a journalist student, so I don't know much about journalism. Um, but he did. He understood, he knew much more about women's cricket than I did. And he wanted to come on board. He was the first person uh, I had. And then we started developing a team. Of course, uh, things were not uh, great uh, with him uh, as he passed away last year due to um, a fight with the cancer. Uh, but ultimately, uh, before he passing away, uh, my current managing editor, Ananya Upendran, had already come on board. Uh, that, yes, she want uh, And she, too, being a domestic cricketer herself for more than 15 years, understood everything what happens in the field of women's cricket. And that's how we got her on board. And then we started developing the rest of the team. So, yeah, team was very much needed. And that's when Siddhant, Really started doing that initiative, and that's how we took it forward.
0: Okay, I'm so sorry to hear about that, and uh, so unfortunate. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, I, I can see that you have come a long way uh, from the way the day you started. Uh, I would like to hear some uh, some of the achievement you have uh, had uh, in, in the recent times.
1: In the recent times, uh, of course, we did launch uh, a mobile app. We um, in So, of course, 2020 started for us as a very great year, honestly. Uh, we started with the award show. There was a challenger trophy which was going on in Bhuvaneshwar, um, where all the three top India teams were playing, red, blue, green. And that's where we also launched our second issue of the magazine. We did our first ever award show. It was a it was a great event wherein all the cricketers were present, uh, and and after immediately after that the team was traveling to Australia, wherein we actually tried to provide the best coverage that was possible from our limited set of team uh, for the entire World Cup. Yeah, we were there at the we were there in Australia. We were there in, here at the desk. And it was a combined effort from a lot of people, from, uh, from from my team, from a set of freelancers we were working with uh, to actually pull out a, a great event. But of course, COVID uh, and pandemic has did stop the sport we which we were never thinking about. Uh, and uh, it, it was sort of a sort of sort of a sort of a point wherein we started thinking that okay this can also happen nobody even expected that sport can stop sometime in this world which ultimately it did so uh, it was a good time to actually start thinking that okay when there is like when there is no life sport what do you do that's when we started doing a lot of things which you will see in the next upcoming months years what exactly we are able to put it out
0: okay uh- now let's talk about uh, your personal journey as an entrepreneur uh, not from a business point of view from a personal point of view what are the uh, challenges or hurdles you have faced uh, along the way while building this venture
1: while building this venture i think so uh, my journey cannot be different from the business because uh, you live the business every day you uh, you basically wake up with it and you sleep sleep with the same thoughts um even next morning when you wake up you you have all the thoughts that you gathered the last day so it cannot be different from the business but honestly i have um learned a lot of things i don't think so i would have been able to meet the amount of people or the number of people i have been because i'm an entrepreneur because i've been continuously uh been talking to a lot of people um going and meeting a lot of people meeting them on zoom um, I don't think so that would have been possible had I continued a normal uh, 9 to 5, 10 to 6 job. Uh, certainly it is, uh, you, you have your own set of restrictions there. Uh, Here in that is not there. A startup does not allow you that, not even a startup founder I'm saying, but um, uh, even any startup employee does not have a 9 to 5 job. That's, that's very rare so that's that's something which you learn a lot and second uh, when you are into a full time job when you are in a job uh, into a corporate uh, organization there um, you have your roles fixed so had i been there i would have been doing marketing uh, for whatever time i would have been there
0: mm.
1: but because uh, but because i decided to uh, start my own startup and uh that's when i feel that i've been able to juggle myself into multiple departments of course i do not do something completely but yeah uh you can you have uh, that leisure that you can do sales you can do editorial you can do design you can do whatever you want marketing you can do anything you want and that's what i feel i've been able to do i've been able to network with a lot of people i certainly did not know um uh, those many number of people before I actually started with my own company, uh, and um, yeah, networking is one. Uh, finding the right people is going to be another, uh, and uh, of course, juggling w- with your multiple uh, multiple hats uh, is is going to be the third thing. So I don't think so that would have been possible had I continued my uh, job.
0: Okay. Uh, what what are the things you have learned as an entrepreneur so far? Uh, some key learnings uh, as an entrepreneur. Uh,
1: key learnings. Um, you you can say that okay, uh, at at a given uh, given time, um, everything might not be right, but how you take that? Okay, there are ten wrong things maybe going on in a single day. But how do you find out that, okay, this is one right thing, which keeps you motivated? Because if 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 you are not motivated enough, you won't be able to deliver. So I think so motivation is needed and you need to, um, you need to just think along the lines that, okay, these may be all the bad things that have happened, but this is something with a good thing which has happened. And how do you take those bad things, um, your, your vision and, your thought process uh, to take those bad things and how do you convert them into good or how you ignore those things for the future is going to be very important. And that's what I feel. So uh, I think so. You need to be constantly motivated. There will be a lot of uh, backlashes. There will be a lot of uh, a lot of things going wrong, but things which are going right, how do you carry forward that process? and how do you keep your thought process in the positive direction is is i think so the biggest learning i have had
0: okay uh, now let's get into the uh, the industry side of it uh, you, you have been uh, working in a very niche and uh, uh, what i would say g- growing uh, field as well the women's cricket Tell us few things about uh, w- women's cricket. First thing I'd like to start with, why uh, in India and uh, in uh, other parts of the country, uh, women's cricket is not uh, watched so much uh, compared to uh, the, how we watch IPL and uh, um, ICC uh, championships and World Cups. Uh, why nobody is watching women's cricket? Why nobody is covering?
1: Okay, so nobody. I, I I I can. I I would like to correct you there. It's not nobody is watching. There are a lot of people watching, okay. but of course the number is not comparable to what an IPL or a World Cup is going to give you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there there are multiple reasons to this. Mm-hmm. So first, regarding that nobody, the ICC uh, Women's Cricket World Cup, from where I, my journey started, 2017 World Cup, was watched by 18 crore people. Okay. 15.6 crore indians which in itself is a huge number
0: mm.
1: so that nobody is 15.6 crore indians okay. uh, and second um, uh, i think so there are a lot of things which uh, for years um, we have not done for women's cricket which we have done for men's cricket so for example 2005 was the year when uh, women's cricket association so uh, before 2005 Women's Cricket Association of India used to manage women's cricket while BCCA used to manage men's cricket. In 2005, BCCA took over women's cricket. But the contracts were only introduced um, in, in the mid of this decade. Uh, uh, so that 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 late uh, we have started. So um, it's not only us, it's it's been around the world that uh, things so we haven't been able to put have we been, so we have to question this to ourselves, have we been able to put equal amount of investment in women's cricket that we have done for the men? Mm-hmm. Have we started a women's IPL that we did with the men 13 years back? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, have we been able to do as many grassroots programs for women as we have been doing for the men's? Um, this is, this is regarding the board side, but... Just think about the mentality even any family in the country has. Uh, Do we allow our girls or women to play a sport as much we allow a boy or a man to do? Mm. So these are all the questions that that are there. So if we are allowing them, uh, if we are allowing our sisters, uh, whosoever, so our family members itself. So we have to start from there that, yes, go and play the sport. If it's not only cricket, it's it's like any any sport. So major majority of uh, of the growth in our country for women's sport has happened in uh, individual sports. Has happened in badminton. Has happened in tennis. The reason being there are very less number of families who allow uh, their girls to play a sport. So in in terms of cricket or hockey or football, you need a team. You need a, It's a team sport. So you need a team to play. So, for example, I'm sitting here in Pune, do I have, say, 11 girls in my society or in my area who are playing football or who are playing cricket? I may not. And that's the reason a single girl who may even be interested in football or cricket might not even try for it because she does not have a team to play with. And that's the reason they usually go for an individual spot. This is the mentality which we need to change. This is where we need to come together. Okay, say that go and play. As much as we motivate uh, our sons, we need to motivate our daughters equally. And that's when things will start progressing. Of course, things have progressed a lot in the last three, four years. The numbers themselves tell you. But it needs to be more. It needs to be more from family perspective needs to be more from the player's perspective, media perspective, board's perspective. Everything will take time, of course, but the, that change has to start. Once we do that change, that is when I feel that maybe in five years, maybe in 10 years, so women's cricket is say 1% of men's cricket today, for example. It still has that ability to and power to reach that 100%. So there is a 99% gap still left. And that is when us as a small media organization, we're trying to okay
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, let's talk about cricket as a sport uh, and uh, also talk about sports as a industry. Uh, in recent times, uh, what I've seen uh, after the pandemic has come, uh, sports, has taken a downturn. Uh, In fact, uh, for a long period of time, uh, there was no sports played and very recently IPL started. So, what do you think uh, is the future of sports? Uh, I I believe the uh, younger generation that that is coming up, they are less inclined to uh, play sports uh, outside the house. Uh, uh, In fact, they prefer to uh, play something on their mobile phones and that is again not as pro. Uh, not as sports. So, uh, what do you think uh, as as a stakeholder of the sports industry is the future of uh,
1: this industry? I, I, I don't think so. That's right. Uh, I, I can see that there are a lot of people who are uh, going out and playing sport. Uh, of course, in this pandemic, people are take, taking those precautions. But uh, pre the pandemic started, there were a lot of people, of course, uh, the newer generation the the guys and girls who are now coming up uh, because there are mobiles because there are televisions computer screens people are uh, confined to it but uh, there are still a lot of people who go out uh, play uh, play play cricket play sports uh, as a profession or even as a leisure so most people will play it as a leisure there will be people who will play it as a professional but the numbers have been growing The numbers have not been on the downward side. It has always been on the upward side and it is still there. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: As a stakeholder, I think so Um, because it is growing, it needs to be motivated. There needs to be stories that need to come out and say that, okay, uh, these are things that have happened. So there have been stories um, uh, uh, which have been covered by various media organizations uh, only in the IPL itself. That okay. This is a guy who was. uh, I I remember a story by uh, uh, done uh, done by a good friend of mine at Crickinfo, wherein a guy was in Dubai, um, wasn't able to uh, even even uh, pay for his training or stuff. Came back to Kerala, uh, tried his hand, and now is in an IPL team. So that these are. The stories which will motivate you. These are stories which bring a lot of positivity. If you see the last four months that uh, during the pandemic, everywhere on the news it was all about negativity. Mm, true. Uh, but once IPL has started, it does bring a lot of positivity. Now, if you see the news, it's 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 turned a lot from negativity to complete positivity. Uh, That is the power of sport, that is the power of a tournament like an IPL. So these are all things which are needed. Of course, in in today's domestic, in today's times of COVID, it may not be possible to have a domestic tournament because you need that COVID bubble, you need a biosecure bubble, all those things are needed, which are certainly costly, may not be uh, as useful for every tournament as possible. But certainly, sport has the power to bring in a lot of positivity, a lot of change. And I think so the young, younger generation certainly understands that or they will understand it and definitely sport is not going to stop. It's always going to be on the rise.
0: Okay. Uh, and another question here, uh, especially if you look at the Indian society, the way it is transitioning, um, um, I can see and everybody uh, has been commenting upon it. Uh, We were a uh, society that valued community and uh, our governments and all uh, were shaped like that. Uh, uh, And slowly we are becoming a capitalistic society. Uh, And when we do that, uh, people who have, uh, who plan to make a career out of things like sports, of course, uh, there would be some big shots who will make it to the uh, ipls and uh, make a good uh, career out of it but what about those who cannot make it big in in, uh, in past what used to happen if you play sports in uh, regional level sports also uh, it, it can have a secure career if you if not in indian cricket team uh, then you government supports you in different ways uh, to have a stable life going forward but nowadays, uh, somebody who is uh, aspiring for, uh, uh, for sports as an occupation, if he doesn't make it to the big leagues, then where does he go? He or she. So, go?
1: yeah. So, if in the past, um, uh, if you weren't able to make it to the Indian cricket team,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you had no other option. Like, there was no other option. You remained at the state, you remained at your grassroots, and people chose different op- occupation. So, there were only that 20 people who had central contracts who used to make it there in the past. But today, if you see, except those 20 people, at least 20 into 8, that's 160 IPL people, also have a career. And this I'm only talking about the players. So, previously, if there were physios, cricketing physios, they used to only have the job of, okay, one single Indian cricket team. That's it. But today, plus eight physios have a job at the IPL. So it's certainly growing. Imagine a women's IPL coming in. So one person at the women's cricket team, eight people here. So end of the day, it's always growing. It's not like uh, you do not have a career. And plus, if you're not, for example, if you're not good enough to even make it to the eight IPL teams, uh as rahul dravid uh, usually says that you need to there needs to be education in sports you need to understand that okay uh, sport is not everything it it is a source of living it is a it is an occupation but it is not everything so you need to it's not like you can just be like okay i will play cricket if i am not able to do that then i won't do anything in my life no fine There may be people who are much better than you who may get chances. Uh, But end of the day, if you're not able to do that, are you still able to make a life out of sports? There are 100 different occupations in sports alone. Maybe you're not able to succeed as a player, but there are 100 different occupations which you can do even in a sport. So it is all about education, whether you're educated enough you understand that, OK, fine, you may not be able to do this. Do you have a backup option? So and, and that's not only in sport, that is in any any organization. Like you may be a software engineer, but end of the day, maybe because of this pandemic, you uh, you do not have a job. So do you have a backup option is the question. Mm-hmm. There are enough opportunities in sports, but it is just that that education factor is going to be very important for any upcoming youngster, any, any person who wants to pursue a career in sports and there always needs to be a backup option. Okay. okay.
0: Uh, perhaps my last question in this uh, interview, uh, tell us uh, how would you suggest our audiences to uh, start their journey as entrepreneurs?
1: If you are, so I will say that if you are confident enough About your idea, uh, you have validated it. So do a validation. So maybe that uh, when a single person thinks that they they always think that okay this idea is great, but if you if you have done validation from different types of people uh, who have given you feedback, you are able to improve that idea. And then if you feel that okay this is this is the right time, you feel that you are financially stable. Do not just get into it. Uh, when you think that, okay, I may not be able to do it. If you are 100% confident, say 200% confident about an idea, if you feel that, yes, uh, there, there is a business out of this, you are able to create a business plan. You are able to create a five-year sustainability plan. You are able to show profits to it. You are able to, uh, you know that you are a good man manager and you can create a good team. You you have the vision for your business, definitely go for it. There is nothing like what's what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You you may end up being a failure, you may end up losing that particular business. That's that's the worst it can happen. But end of the day, you can never say that you did not try. It you can you can always be proud of yourself, never be disheartened for one single failure. You can always say that yes, you tried it. Maybe there are 99 out of 100 times it, is, it was always going to be. It was always going to fail. But did you have that 200% confidence for that 1% of, uh, percentage of success? Yes, you did. You did your complete try. Failure, success, there are multiple things that uh, are accounted for that particular answer to come. But end of the day, if you feel right, if you feel that, yes, you have done uh, the right thing, go for it. Okay.
0: Uh, on, on that note, I'd, uh, we have come to the end of the session uh, and I would like to tell you that it was such an inspiring and a uh, pleasure to talk with you on ELI. Our audience would have good, uh, lifetime lessons from this video. Thanks, uh, Yash, again uh, for your time. And our best wishes for Women's uh, crick Zone.
1: Thanks a lot, Priya. Uh,
0: well, viewers, you can follow and connect with Yash on LinkedIn uh, by searching for Yash Lahoti. Also, do visit their website by typing uh, www.womenscriczone.com. V- v- uh, that is it for today's episode. We'll be back with another exciting entrepreneur. Stay tuned to LA.